Turn with me to Psalm 78, 1 through 4. Psalm 78, 1 through 4. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ear to the words of my mouth. I will open up my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. So notice what fathers do. Fathers tell their children what God has done and to show his strength, his praises, and his marvelous works of what he's done. I forgot to say something. Polly, stand up. Stand up. This is my wife. Polly, for 49 years this year, we've been married. So fathers do this. We pass down things to our children of what God has taught us. I've been serving the Lord for over 40 years in my 20s. And in my 20s, God led me into prayer to pray 10 to 12 hours a day. Closed myself up in a room and prayed for 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, and so he put that in my heart to do that. I saw tremendous answers to prayer. I got to know the person that wrote the book and not just knowing about the word, but knowing the person who wrote the word. And so prayer gets you in contact with him so that you get to know him intimately. And so I want to share some things with you that, that in my time, the truth of God's word was a reality. I'm going to share something with you today that we need to grab a hold of in our prayer arsenal. Turn with me to Isaiah 49. I'm going to lay a foundation, then I'm going to give you some examples of that. Isaiah 49, verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time I've heard you. In the day of salvation I helped you. I will preserve you and give you for a covenant to the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit, inherit, the desolate heritages. So God has given us an inheritance that if we don't know about it or we let it slip, we can lose what he has for us. So he wants, he has fathers. I'm a spiritual father in this house, in OSC. I've been serving with Pastor Jacob for over 20 years. I know your pastor, I know Pastor Bubba, I know Pastor Josh, I know Pastor JJ. I was in Crowley last week. And so I know that there's some things that God taught us that today you don't hear that taught anymore. You don't hear that taught. So I'm going to teach you some things from the Word of God that, that some of the things that we've allowed to slip in this generation that we're, that's rising up. So the Lord brings fathers there to, to come back. Let's recapture this truth. Let's recapture this inheritance. Let's recapture something that we have no clue about, but yet it's in the word of God. So today I want to share with you one of those truths. 
I wanted, I wanted, one of the things that in my 20s, I just think about this. I was in my early 20s and the Lord had me shut up in a room all by myself for 10 to 12 hours in my 20s. So you know it takes the grace of God to do that. You don't do it on your natural. It just takes God's grace to enable you to do that. And so I had a great wife that understood that. Because most of my time, you know, I'd spend by myself. And I still do that now. Matter of fact, I, w- I was in uh, pastoral care. I'm no longer in that. They've tra- I used to see 800 people a year counseling them. Then I started to think, boy, God's people got are messed up. They need some help, man. And so doing funerals, doing weddings and counseling and marriage counseling. And so uh, God moved me out of that and brought me back to the place when I was first born again over 20 years. I, when I got born again, I was led into prayer. I told you that. But I prayed in a building by myself for six months with nobody even knowing. I'd go every night. There was a hunger in me that, that came to, to drew me into prayer. And so the Spirit of God started revealing himself to me. And the glory of God would come in that building so heavy and so thick. It, you could, I mean, the weight of God's glory would come in there. And he would start teaching me. I'd, I'd start seeing people's faces. Then I started seeing stuff in their lives, what they were going through. And he would have me pray for them. And then he would let me know within a week or two weeks, they would, I'd get to know them. And exactly what they were going through is what I prayed for weeks ahead of time. And so then there was a pastor that came and heard about what was happening. Um, he called me up and said, could I come pray? And this was after six months. Could I come pray with you? Spend some time in prayer. Him and his associate came. His son had terminal cancer, liver cancer. When he got into that building that night, the glory of God showed up and his son got totally healed of terminal liver cancer. Still alive today. God still does the same thing today, just like we, God is a miracle worker and a way maker. But you, listen, the only way you're going to get that, you got to hear it. Why? It doesn't come by you working for it. It comes by you hearing it. Faith comes alive so you can believe him to come do it in your life. So today, I want to share part of that in my, my life. The Lord's put this in me. I put the seed of intercession in you that the art of intercession is not lost in the generations that are coming. And it's almost lost. So I'm here today as a spiritual father to impart to you a truth. Uh, impart to you and hopefully stir up and give you a passion to pray and for intercessors to kind of confirm some things you already know. Okay? So today I want to share with you and you need to listen good to what I'm going to tell you today because this is going to unlock a whole lot of stuff for you. I want to teach you today praying mysteries praying the mysteries of God have you ever uh, those of us that are a little older I know the younger ones don't, don't recognize this but years ago they had these TV series and it was this um, unsolved mysteries 
I mean, have you ever read it? And we read the unsolved mysteries. And what it was, it might have been a murder, a robbery, or something that happened that was unsolved. And so they closed the file on it and they filed it a cold case or unsolved mysteries. Then they, they, they got this extra um, agency to come in. And so all these people did was to solve and go back and look at cold cases, unsolved mysteries. They would look to see if there was just maybe one thing that was missing that, that the de- uh, detectives didn't see when they were uh, going over the case. Maybe it's just one thing they didn't see that caused them the case to go cold that they could not resolve and solve that mystery. Got it? Got it. So they would go back and look at it and they'd, they'd go back all the, all the testimonies, all the facts, and they would see one thing that would bring them to the place where they could solve and resolve that mystery that was in their lives, that was happening. I see today a lot of Christians are just like that. We go through problems, we go through situations and circumstances, and we don't get a resolution on it, we don't solve it, we don't let God solve it, so we close the folder, file it in our soul, and say, God doesn't do that anymore. Unresolved mystery, unresolved issue in my life, it's unresolved. God, evidently, God must have not wanted me to have that. So I just filed it away. So then when we hear about God's a way maker, a miracle worker, is anything through heart for God, inside of us, this thing comes to fight that word. So now we have this two competing things going on in our subconsciously. Subconsciously, our subconscious works all the time. We subconsciously judge people by appearance. Suppose somebody's having a bad day and they're not, they're not smiling and all that. All of a sudden, when we look at them, we automatically judge something's wrong with that person. And it really might not be nothing wrong with them. But just because they don't look the way you expect them to look, you already made that judgment. Then you already preconceived how you're going to act and talk to them already before you even talk to them. So I want you to grab a hold of that because that's a truth that I want to unlock today. So y'all ready? I just laid all of that out to get to this. Turn with me to 1 John 2.20. 1 John 2.20. Do y'all shout in church? Yes. All right, shout hallelujah right now. One, two, three. On three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Come on, shout like you had a saints game. One, two, three. Hallelujah. One more time. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Okay, all right. See, when you're 66 years old, you can do that in church and they won't tell you nothing, okay? (laughs) They just 
chalk it up, that's Uncle Fred, you know, one of our family members. First John 2.20. But ye, beloved, but you have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One. Say this, these last few words. Say it out loud. And you know all Look what it said. You have an anointing because you have an anointing. You know all things. Say this with me. I know what I don't know. Because I have the one that knows everything living on the inside of me. So watch this. You have to grab a hold of this truth. I have. How many of you believe you got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you? Watch. So he knows you have an anointing. That ano- what is it, the anointing? The anointing breaks yokes and destroys burdens. Yeah. So I got the anointing on the inside of me that's there in me to break every yoke, to remove every burden in my life. Amen. So if, it's, I'm, if I'm still walking around with something, Okay, I haven't resolved it. It's because I haven't tapped into the one that knows everything about me that can break every yoke and remove every burden in our lives. He is in contact with God the Father and God the Son. When I'm in prob- when I go through problems and troubles, I'm not looking over here for my answers. I'm looking on the inside of me for my answers. The Lord is in tune my ears to hear his voice. So that when I'm going through a problem, the one that knows everything about the problem, the past, the present, and the future, how to get through the maze lives in you. But we forget about that. So what we do, I got to get a, and listen, it's okay to go get a counselor, okay? It's okay. But I'm trying to grow us to another place. To help us see that, listen, you have the one that knows everything about your marriage living in you. You have the one that knows everything about the addictions you struggle with living in you. You have the one that knows how to make money living in you. Come on. You have the one that knows about your children living in you. I want to tell you, my daughter, she, she, when she was growing up, um, I would tell her when she started dating my son-in-law, I said, listen, and she knew this too. I said, y'all go ahead and have a good time, but remember, the Lord always loves to come tell me what y'all doing. <laughs> she said, you take the fun out of everything. I said, no, not everything, just that. Just that. Just that. <clears throat> I don't want you having too much fun until you get married. I maybe you know that's pretty good. For your kids, and, and listen, the Lord does. He comes tell me about my grandkids, about people. He just tells me stuff. And so we have that anointing on the inside of us. Now let me show you something else. Turn with me to John. I want to just lay the foundation. Then I'm going to start teaching some other stuff. John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15. John 16, 
13 through 15. Ready? How, babe, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into how many truth? For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak. What is he speaking? He's speaking what's going on between God the Father, God the Son, and he's communicating that to you. Okay? He will show you things to come. So that means my future is not a mystery. Okay? The one that knows my future and wants to communicate to me, future lives in me. Okay? So watch this. Um, he will glorify me. He will receive which is mine. And he will show it unto you. Watch this. All things that the Father has is mine. That's what Jesus said. Therefore I say unto you, he will take which is mine, which is all that the Father has, and show it to you. Listen, you've got to grab a hold of that. God is not holding anything back from you. There is not no unsolved mystery for you. Come on. Why? You think that God has a problem that he can't solve? Okay, let me share something. Do you think God has a problem he can't solve? So he sees right through the problem, the past, the present, and the future. He knows about everything. Every, there is no unsolved mystery with him. There is no unresolved problem with him. There is no, oh, I, I don't know why that's not happening with him. He knows everything. And Jesus said, he will take that which is of the Father, which is everything belongs to me, and he'll show it to you. So he's not saying no. All right, grab a hold of that. He's not saying no to you. Grab a hold of that. He's not saying no. I know religions taught you that's not God's will for you to know that. That's not true. There's nothing held back from you. I told you I was going to stretch you, okay? And I'm going to stretch you some more in a minute. Okay? So that's what I'm coming to do is to get you to find. I don't want to lose this inheritance. I'm coming to tell you, and I'm going to show you some experiences on that, how that works in your life. But you've got to see, I've got to lay the front. Biblically, okay, you got 1 John chapter 2, 20. You have an unction from the Holy One, that anointing, and you know all things. Then right here, Jesus said, everything that the Father has belongs to him. And the Holy Spirit will take that which belongs to Jesus and show it to you, which is all that the Father has. Yes. Get it. Get it. You got to see it. Watch this. If you can't see that, then you will live in a mystery. God just doesn't want me to know that. So we've made a lot of theology stuff in the church because we never allowed him to come and deal with some issues. 
to take the mystery out of it to bring a reality in your life to resolve mysteries and problems in our lives. Does that make sense? Okay, one more scripture. And I got, how much time I have, y'all? Oh, praise God. Thank you. Watch this, y'all ready? Okay, listen. I'm, gonna, I'm laying this foundation, then I'm going to come close to you. I'm going to bring it to where we live, okay? So just let me build this thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read it. Verse 1 through 12. I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellence of speech, of wisdom, Declaring you the testimony of God. So I'm declaring you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear and much trembling. My speech and my teaching, preaching, was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. We got to get back to the power of God. We got to get back to where, yes, we need the wisdom. We need that. But your faith has to be in the power of God that he can do anything. So I'm here this morning telling you, and I'm going to declare what the... What the Word did, what the Spirit of God did through in my life, so that you can, I'm showing you a picture and an example of that Word, so that your faith can be in God's power. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. Does that make sense? So watch this. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but the power of God. How may we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God, watch, in a mystery. Even the hidden mystery, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So I says, the hidden wisdom is not hid from us, It's hid for us. The hidden wisdom, he's about about ready to show it to us, is not hidden from us. It's hidden for us, for our glory, for God to manifest his glory in our lives. Watch this. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Watch this. Watch this. Had they known? Because you see, through death, God used them killing Jesus to destroy him who had the power of death. It was hidden from the devil. It was hidden from the natural man. It was hidden from them. Had they known it, they would have never. Could it be that the problems that you're going through, the devil is waiting. He's coming with everything he's, he's got. He's expecting you to quit, get offended, get mad, and never press in and tap into the wisdom that belongs to you. It's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. Come on. 
Does that make sense? So I said, For eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered in the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed unto us by his Spirit, the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. What was hidden for them is hidden for us because God reveals them to us by his Spirit. His Spirit lives on the inside of us. His Spirit, that's the anointing of God. The one that lives on the inside of us to show us all things that are hidden from the natural side. But God can give us eyes to see that will work for our good. Does that make sense? So, so right here, looking at it, the hidden wisdom of God. I want to give you so y'all got it. God's not holding anything back. God wants to reveal to us everything what's been a mystery to us. It's not a mystery to him. What's a problem to us is not a problem to him. It's just we don't see right. But guess what? Through the Holy Spirit, he will enlighten us on the inside of us so that we can see inwardly to walk outwardly like Jesus did and manifest the glory of God. That's not bad preaching for a little Catholic boy. Uh, no, no. So watch this. I want to give you some examples of this. Y'all ready? Turn with me to, I'm not going to my first one, Joshua. Turn with me to uh, turn with me to Second Samuel twenty one one. All right. Second Samuel twenty one. David was dealing with a famine. Then there was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is for Saul for his bloody house because he slew the Gibeonites. Watch this. There was a famine for three years. David could have said, Well, maybe it's the will of God that I live in famine. Because three years, back to back, he could have said, maybe it's because that's the way the Lord wants me to do it, wants me to have it, three years. But David didn't say that. David saw when he had a famine year after year, problem after problem, it was an unresolved issue. He didn't settle for an unresolved issue that was there. He sought God about it. God revealed to him. It's because of what Saul did. There's a famine in your land. We settle so many times to live way beneath God wants us, our lives to be. 
because we figure that's the way things should be because that's who I am. We settle for stuff. And right here, watch this, Saul was dead. Now watch this. There was a famine in David's time because of what Saul did to the Gibeonites. It wasn't because of what David did. But yet David was suffering because of what Saul did. I'm stretching you. That's okay. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Let, let, let the Holy Ghost stretch you. Let him pull and watch this. How does that relate to me? One morning, this was the, I was in my 20s. And so now I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I was in my 20s. And I'd get up early in the morning, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I still do that today. That's over, I've been doing that for years. And so one morning I got up. And, and I'm going to tell you my sin. Oh, but look, some of you just started paying attention. I've been telling you all these good things when I talk talking about sin. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Um, so, he, watch this. He said, you want to know why you're struggling with lust? Struggling with lust, anger, fear, and rejection. You want to know why you're struggling with that? Now, I'm praying about it. I said, yes. He said, it's because of what your grandfather did. And through the gift of the word of knowledge took me back to when I was 10 years old. My grandfather rejected me at 10 years old. I held on to that in unforgiveness, was buried as a secret in my heart, in my soul. Okay? So, and he showed me how it happened. The weapon he used was rejection, but the way I took it was through unforgiveness. All of a sudden, I'm listen, I'm in the word, I'm in prayer, but I'm struggling. Pastor Rainey, do Christians struggle? Yes. You can be in prayer, serving God, doing all, and still struggling with stuff. Why? There's something going on beyond what you, that's the fruit of something that's a root. A root, you got to get down to the root. That's a mystery. It wasn't for what I did. It was, yeah, it was. But it was something that happened to me that I held on to. That now I'm in my 20s. I forgot all about it. But the Lord knew and he brought it up. Why? To deal with it. I could have been binding that. I bind that. I bind that. I cast that down. I bind that. Why is this thing keep coming to me? I thought who the Son says free is free indeed. I see it in the Word, but I'm not experiencing it. So watch what we do. We judge the Word by our experience instead of letting the Word judge our experience. Come on. God's word is true all the time. He meant what he said. He said what he meant. And you can trust him. If it's not manifesting in your life, you have an anointing. 
You've got the one that lives on the inside of you that knows everything about you, your past, your present, and your future. And that anointing will break every yoke and remove every burden if you'll let him. Come on, that's good preaching. So I said, what do, watch this, what do? He said, forgive him. I said, well, he's dead. He said, the forgiveness is not for him, it's for you. I forgave my grandfather. It's like the hand of the Lord came in my heart and pulled out an ugly old root and threw it out. Then he said, now apply truth to your life. You're accepted just like you are. You ain't got to work for it. I love you just for who you are. And I applied that to my life. Within 30 days, I'm completely free. So now John chapter 8 who the son says free is free indeed. I'm free indeed. So I can get up and share with you. I struggled with lust. I struggled with anger. Matter of fact, um, turn with me to Joshua. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 7. Let me, let me show this to you. Joshua chapter 7. Now this is Joshua. Uh, God sent him to, to destroy a little bitty old town called Ai. So when they went out, they got defeated. So watch this. Hold on. Let me set this thing up. They got defeated. So this is Joshua's prayer. Lord, did you bring us over here for them to destroy us? You could have left us over there. Why did you bring them out here to destroy? So automatically, he starts judging God. God doesn't want me to have AI. God doesn't want me to do this. God doesn't want it. And God said, when he's praying, get up from there. Get up from there. Get up on your, get up on your feet. Notice what he said in verse 10. And the Lord said to him, get up. Wherefore are you lying down upon your face? Israel has sinned. And they've also transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They've taken their curse thing. They've stolen. They disassembled. And they put it among their own stuff. Think about this now. So one part, and we don't want to touch this in the church. We must, it's somebody else's fault. It's somebody else's. But watch this. Sin will cause you to be defeated. If you're sinning and you know it's sin, what God told you not to do, and you're doing it, Watch this. You cannot stand and win a battle. It's got to be the Holy Spirit coming and telling you, surfacing this thing and getting you to convict you, to get you to repent, to get you to renew, to bring restoration to you. The minute they dealt with the sin, they won AI. So I remember this. Watch this. Sometimes it's, it's, sometimes God's got to deal with us in every realm. Every, but you let him, he'll deal with you. I mean, God has dealt with me with my motives. 
He's dealt with me on stuff that I, he told me to do that I wasn't doing. I said, well, why is this happening? He says, because you didn't obey me. He said, you ob- repent, obey me. My grace will flow through you to give you victory. Submit to God, James chapter 4, verse 7. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It doesn't say resist the devil. It says submit and resist. Watch this. You're going to have to forgive people that hurt you. You're going to have to purposely forgive people that hurt you, that wounded you. Why? Then the grace of God flows through you to bring healing to you. Does that make sense? I remember uh, I was dealing with, I had cancer. God healed me of cancer. I, I had gout. I mean, you know, gout's a bad thing. If anybody who ever had gout, that is the most painful thing. You blow, you blow on your toe, it hurts. How was, I had gout, and the Holy Ghost told me, stand on this scripture, and the Lord will bring healing to you. I stood on the word of God on the, on the second, third morning. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. Now I'm looking for power to come to me. He told me this. You want to know why you got gout in your life? I said, yes. He said, watch this. It wasn't for no sin or anything. He said, you don't drink enough water. You're dehydrated. I needed, I was looking for power when I needed wisdom. We look for God to heal us strictly on power, and he can. But if he would have healed me with just power, a week later, I would have been after him again to come and heal me again. Why? Because my lifestyle didn't change. Come on and shout amen, OSC. That's good preaching. Come on, that's good preaching. That's good instruction. Why? There's a reason why. I wish Pastor Jamie was back over here today. (laughs) That's why, watch, the book of James says, James chapter 5, verse 13. It says this. Any of you afflicted, let him pray. Why? To find out why you're being afflicted. So that means God's not scared of you asking him why. Okay, let me say it to this side, okay? God's not scared for you to ask him why. Because a lot of stuff we put up with, it's not in the book. The book says this, our experience says this, so we judge the book by our experience. Instead of letting the book judge our experience. This is true, that's a lie. God will change my experience with truth. I'm going to God and find out why this is not working. I pray for holy dissatisfaction to come to you today. 
I pray, God, don't let them be comfortable and living the way they're. Bring them to a place of discomfort to where they're going to pursue you and find out why this is happening in their lives. Does that make sense? And if you do that, God will bring healing and deliverance to your life. How many of that that's speaking to? I remember, as Polly and I were, we're going to be married 49 years, <clears throat> I kept telling the Lord, you know the problem in my marriage? When I was in my 20s. It's that wife you gave me. <laughs> oh yeah, I go tell him, it's her. He said, no, go look in the mirror. It's you. And guess what? When I change, I didn't have no problem with her at all. Yeah, but she, she makes the devil come out of me. Well, if the devil wasn't in you. Come on. Come on. Why? Because my experience was saying this, but the word says love your wife as Christ loved the church. Which is true. This is true. That's fact. God will change that to line up with that. But as long as you're willing to live with this, he'll let you. Come on. We got to get to the point. Today's the day I'm drawing the line. I'm coming out of this thing. I heard God is for me. You're not holding anything back. I got the anointing on the inside of me. He's willing to tell me everything. Come on. That's pretty good, huh? Yes. I want to pray for you. I'm going to close. It's 1020. I went a little longer than my time. So let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Lord, you said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives liberally and you upbraid not. Father, I pray today, let a holy dissatisfaction come because there's more of you and more in you than where we're living. I pray for yokes to be broken today. I pray, Lord, for burdens to be removed today because the anointing of God I pray for forgiveness to be released today throughout this whole congregation. Lord, you brought up stuff in their subconscious when I brought up about David. People that have hurt them, people that have wounded them. I pray, Holy Spirit, come into the inner recesses of their souls. Surface it and cut it at the root. Cut it at the root. Cut it at the root. And destroy the fruit of fear. Destroy the fruit of lust. Destroy the fruit of prejudice. Destroy the fruit of fear. 
destroy the fruit of rejection. Destroy the fruit of anger. Say this with me. Jesus, come and make all things new in my life, in my marriage, in my home, on my job, in my city. All things new. Newness in newness. It begins with me. Newness in newness. It begins with me. I receive it. I'm more than a conqueror. Through him who loves me, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.